0: Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. A podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People,
1: Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and...
2: Hello, John. John. I thought we'd
1: get a bit...
2: You know, a bit fancy there.
1: John and John, double Johns.
2: That's it. So that's as fancy as we're getting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: Okay, so I shouldn't really be laughing because today we're going to be talking about um, anger.
2: Yeah, on the laughing one, well, we'll talk a lot about laughing, but today we're talking about (laughs) yelling and cranky people.
1: That's right, cranky people today. And um, yeah, we did have a bit of a discussion prior because I was thinking, you know, let's just talk about yelling. Hmm. But really, we're talking about... That's just a symptom, isn't it, really, of anger. So we're, we're really talking about anger. So just to put it into our usual context, it could be my client, my customer, my mother, my partner, my sister, my friend is angry or is yelling. What do I do? Yeah.
2: If they're all doing that at once, then that's, <laughs> going, that's going to be quite overwhelming. But usually it's just one or two that are yelling at you.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, cool. That's exactly right. So, where shall we start, Johnny? Well,
2: I think um, well, there's a couple of different things that, that come to mind for me, and that is if you've got um, you've got this, you have the thought, then you have the feeling, and then you have the action. Um, so, it, it, something happens uh, in front of someone, and they uh, and they have a thought that that uh, um, that they didn't like what happened, and then they have the feeling of. of being not heard or not cared about and then they have the action uh, which may go into anger which then is the yelling and screaming. Results in the yelling. That's it.
1: But sometimes you might just yeah, that that might happen for a person but what if you're the person in the presence of that person having the reaction?
2: Sure, well uh, being aware that uh, yelling and screaming is the result of often a thought, then a feeling, then an action, and also being aware that there's like a knee, some people have knee-jerk reactions and that is that something happens in front of them and they just instantly get angry and yell. So if you are subject to someone doing that in front of you, um, having awareness around or a bit of empathy around what's happening for them uh, mm. can help you in the way that you uh, react to it or cope to it. Cope yeah, with yeah. And, and
1: some people um, are, are perhaps more used to being in that type of environment as a way of resolving conflict mm. than others. Because I, I know quite often your family liked a really good heated debate, mm. right?
2: Mm. Yeah, and they often, uh, without stereotyping, but there's people who say Italian families are very loud or Americans or... Um, and in those family, and in just certain family dynamics, like you say, where everyone uh, the way they get their point across is to raise their voices, yeah, and they're all very used to that. And yeah. then you have other people that come from different cultures and different family dynamics where yelling was never part of that process, yeah. So when they're faced with that in a, in a workplace or with a, in a relationship, uh, it's quite um, shocking or overwhelming for them.
1: Yeah, that's right, and can be quite threatening or.
2: Or they go going to do whatever you have to do to just keep the peace. That's it. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's people that, that often say, oh, I, I avoid conflict. Yeah. I avoid that sort of thing. So when they're faced with conflict, it can be very overwhelming.
1: Yeah, mm. that's exactly right. Mm. So so let's go back to you know your first idea about um, being a thought and a feeling and, and an emotion. What kind of um, thoughts do you think uh, can often lead or result in, in anger as a behavior, do you think?
2: Yeah. Um, well, for some, it starts with uh, an existing resentment. So, if you're in a um, in a workplace or in a relationship where you already have something that you're that's bubbling inside, yeah. so you're feeling uh, you've been in a a place or an experience or an environment where you are constantly feeling unheard or, or uncared about or uh, or not uh, not thought of, you know, uh, then it can build. So, uh, you'll have, so some people may already have an existing resentment. That they're holding and then there's another another situation which then puts them over the edge and, yeah. off, and off the emotions go so the, the initial thought is i don't feel or the, the thought is that person doesn't care about me or that person's a bastard or that she's a bitch and uh, and she's always making my life a misery and one day i'm going to go off and then of course the next situation comes along where they uh, they act in the way you expect them to and, yeah. uh, and the thought is, there she goes again, or there he goes again. So,
1: do you think it's typical that um, people who are angry may well be feeling undervalued or mm. not appreciated?
2: Yeah. Well, in the uh, from my experience um, uh, in, in anger management, um, yeah. I actually call it hurt management or pain management. People, and that is that someone's already holding a hurt or a pain or a feeling of uh, of not feeling uh, good enough. Good enough cared about. Yeah. Doesn't it always come back to that? It does, it does.
1: Anything we talk about, it always seems to come back to that feeling or that sense of I'm just not good enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the fear of, of disconnection. Uh yeah. So, if, uh, as human beings, uh, I guess, and, and from my own experience, is that people want to feel like they're a part of something and that they are connected to other human beings. And if they, um, they're not feeling connected, that's very lonely. Um, yeah. Very sad, and and that holds um, hurt and pain. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, if you have that, and it affects your self esteem, how you estimate yourself, then it makes you a bit more vulnerable or sensitive to the way people uh, uh, treat you. But, right. Yeah, right. It's there, so. Okay.
1: And um, so so there's the thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a feeling. Yeah. We've talked about you know, that sense of perhaps not being good enough or not being appreciated. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I guess it comes back to that idea of there's something deficient,
2: hmm. isn't there? Yeah, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not, uh, I'm not tall enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not smart enough.
1: I'm not being regarded, I'm not being
2: positively regarded. That's it. There has to be an existing uh, uh, thought or belief that, that someone carries that they're not quite good enough. And then when they're exposed to someone who uh, ties into that. So if, if they, they have a, an existing belief that I'm not very smart, uh, and then someone comes along and says, you're an idiot, um, then it, it, it pushes that button yeah. or that trigger. And then the thought is, um, that person is a bastard or a bitch. The feeling is, um, they don't care about me. Uh, and, and also, clearly, I'm not good enough. And the result is, uh, if it's anger is that I will then express my anger. Vent. And I'll vent, yes, and I'll yell and scream. And I'll take it out on them, or whoever's in front of me, actually, at the time. Or in front of them at the time.
1: OK. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the other day I was watching, you know, that ABC show that we've been watching, the one on... Um, oh, You Can't Ask That, that short, short mm-hmm. show. And I was watching the special on um, Indigenous Australians. And one of the questions that they were asked was, um, can you tell us about all the free things that you get? And something that really struck with me was um, one of the women had responded by saying, "Look, there's you know really no such thing as free things that we get. But even if we do get some grants, or you know we get you know some leeway in terms of education, for example, there's conditions. There's always conditions. Yeah, yeah. there's and, always a toll to pay. Yeah, and perhaps that's true. You know, with with when, when we have angry people, they're feeling that um, either their conditions haven't been met or they're disappointed in that the person. They feel they've done everything they can. Mm-hmm. The person that they're dealing with is still telling them they haven't done enough. Yeah. So there's no unconditional no. friendship or bond between those people. There's always
2: conditions. Yeah, that's true. And, and if, you, if you're already holding a, a belief of not being good enough uh, and then... Uh, work hard to be good enough then that, that sensitivity is going to be right there ready to be triggered yeah. by just about any instance that, 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 that plays into that yeah so yeah you can have a, you could be in a, in a workplace where you're working really hard but you've got this um, this, this underlying fear that you're not doing a good job. And then uh, someone comes along and actually says, or the message you get from someone is, you're not doing a good job. Yeah, and
1: you think, God, I've, you know, yeah. I've really... I've worked really hard. I've this. stayed back, I've given everything yeah. for this, but and yeah, now it's think, still not good enough.
2: That's it. And which, uh, so the, the feeling is, um, I'm not, the feeling is I'm not good enough, but the expression is um, anger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can go to hell. You can get stuck. You're yeah. a bitch, you're a bastard.
1: And you know that's an interesting point too because I've been with people where I know that they're really angry, but they've actually not said anything. Mm,
2: yeah.
1: And I've I've been in meetings, for example, where people aren't getting on; they're not saying anything. But gee, you could cut the the tension in the room with a knife, mm. you know. So, so anger does manifest in different ways,
2: right? Yeah, absolutely. And and people can um, keep it down and in. Mm. Uh, which, uh, generalising again, they, they they say that uh, uh, English people will, will uh, they'll suck it up, they'll, they'll, they'll push it down and they'll hold it and it'll fester. Yeah. Uh, whereas Americans talk about how they feel all the time, and the same can be said. The difference between men and women, generally, but not always, not always uh, that women will express how they feel, mm. uh, and men will keep those emotions in. Yeah. So, and but sooner or later they, they surface.
1: Yeah, and so do you think even passive aggressive people eventually become aggressive people because if you're passive aggressive perhaps what you're trying to do is um, keep those emotions keep a lid on your emotions Mm -hmm. and act out in other ways so you might give someone the cold shoulder Mm -hmm. you might not speak to someone for a long period of time Mm -hmm. Um, you might do things in a way that are Covertly yeah, upsetting
2: yeah. the status quo. Yeah, that's true. Well, it, it's, it's hurt for hurt. The, the way I see mm. it, it's like a, a game of table tennis or, or tennis, and that is that you, you feel hurt and you want to hurt back. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so if someone um, disregards you, you can yell at them, or you can use another tactic to try and hurt them. And with, yeah. passive, with passive aggressive, it'll, it'll be things like, uh, oh, don't worry about me. You, know, yeah. no, you don't care about that. No one cares about me, right? And that's right. Says, oh, Of course we do. So no, you don't. You know, let's, let's just do all the things that you want to do. Right? Yeah, that <laughs> that's, that's exactly um, right. But it still is has the intention of, of hurting. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I want you to feel bad. Yeah. And and let's pick guilt this time.
1: Do you think though that eventually passive aggressive people become overtly angry? They can't hold it in any longer. Now, that might be in 12 months, you know, it might be in six months, might be in three years. But eventually, does that quiet, quiet um, aggression explode and become, you know, obvious aggression?
2: That's a really good question. Uh, my, my experience uh, with passive-aggressive people and my own experience as a passive-aggressive at times in my life, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's probably just a tactic and a habit so, yeah. So if you if that's the if you have a, a belief that says I will never get angry and anger is bad, then all you've really got left is passive yeah. uh, aggression. So if it's a, if it's a really strong belief that says I will never get angry um, and, and that's something I will never do, then all you've got left is passive aggression. So you just spend all your time trying to hurt people in a passive way. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah there's... A, there's. Yeah, I, I don't know. you have to... If there's a build-up in the explosion, um, yeah, possibly passive-aggressive people would. I, I also have this belief that if you hold all that emotion in, that can't be healthy. Yeah, that's exactly um, so, right. So it's not healthy for your mind, but it's also not healthy for your body.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: So it can make you quite unwell. Yeah. Uh, and the connection from mind to body, if you, if you hold all that in and you don't express <laughs> it. Because I often also think that any... Expressed emotion is better than not expressing. Yeah, I agree. So if you if you want to get angry or sad or yell or scream, uh, that's not uh, there's such a thing as healthy anger. Mm. You, you want to you want to communicate. That's and, right. And you want to offload. It.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. It's actually okay to be angry. Mm. Mm. You know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to not not cope mm. in particular and say, oh, "Look, this is not working for me." Yeah, it's okay to have all of those feelings. And anger is just as important. Mm-hmm. As um as any other emotion, sad. yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. So if we talk about um, um, all of those feelings, most look. Let's think of, Let's just talk about some of the examples of people being angry mm-hmm. that um, that perhaps anyone who's listening in might encounter. So, you might have a customer that you work with who is angry at not getting their order fulfilled, or not getting their needs met. Um, you might have a partner who's angry because they were wanting to stay home and you're making them go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have a boss who's angry because they expected a project to be done and it didn't happen. Um, or you might have a friend who's angry because they feel like um, things didn't go their way in, in a particular encounter, for example. Well,
2: if, you're, if you're looking for a better way so if, you're, if you have an existing way yeah. uh, and, and that existing way you, you, you're stuck in that cycle um, and, and you're looking for something that is a, a better way for you as a person then it's always um, self-awareness and empathy so um, if, you, if you have a boss that comes in and starts yelling and screaming because you haven't got something done the way they want it done then your self-awareness is um, I did my best and my best is good enough and your empathy is clearly that other human being is under some pressure. Yeah. And they have these expectations of themselves that they put under put on themselves, which is quite a lot of pressure. And that's not my fault. Yeah. That's their values, right. and their beliefs. And they're offloading on me. Right.
1: So let's just hit the pause button there on that yeah. on that comment because I think that's true. Self-awareness is key when you're confronted with somebody who's angry. But how easily can you do that mm. when you're um, faced unexpectedly with an angry person? So I know if I'm, you know, in my office and I'm working and somebody comes in and suddenly starts yelling and screaming at me and I wasn't expecting it, mm. I didn't know it was going to happen, I, I, I don't know how well, how quickly I'd be able to go, hang on a second, just have empathy for them. You know, what's the very first physical thing, really, that I should do if I'm at the receiving end of somebody yelling and screaming?
2: Okay, we'll, if we'll throw in one more. So if you go with self awareness and empathy for the other person, an idea of what's happening in their mind, you also go to self care.
1: Right, right.
2: So if you um, if you're in, you're in shock, yeah, and someone has hit you hard with verbal attack, um, then um, if the, the question is. What can I get? What can I be my first go-to? Right, uh, to that's protect, exactly it. To handle this best, and that's uh, self-care. and right. that is I'm going to care for me in this situation straight away. And I know that I'm now in shock, and that, uh, and I've been uh, a witness to, and I've been the brunt of someone else's anger. Um, then uh, I will care for me right now. And often that is things like I will remove myself from the situation, or I will. Um, Uh, Find a space that's just for me, or I will take deep breaths. Right. Yeah.
1: So you might you might go, "Wow, this is intense." Mm. Take a moment, take a deep breath, and you might say, "Joe, Mm. um, I've got to say I've been quite um, caught out Mm -hmm. because you're so angry, and I wasn't expecting it." Mm.
2: Can I just take a moment, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we talked about this before, and we'll talk about this more in the future about authenticity of how you feel, and that is that to being totally honest. And that is you can say, holy shit, this is, the, uh, this, is, this is a lot for me to take in. I just need some time. Right. Um, I'm going to take some time for myself um, and, and I'll get back to you.
1: Yeah. Right? And I, I think that is the key. And I think mm. being authentic is, is the key to everything really, isn't it? And once you're authentic, it's like there's nothing left to give. Mm. because all you see is the actual real layer there's no peeling it away until you get to the true self mm. it's like uh, this is really me and I've got nothing left to give in defense so mm. here I am yeah. but I think if you're going to be authentic you you have to marry that with being genuine
2: yeah and I statements yeah I statements. I feel, I feel I feel this because yeah. of what's what's just happened
1: that's that's a good point yeah I'm feeling um, a bit shocked
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm feeling a bit off guard yeah i'm feeling a bit defenseless
2: yeah confused um scared yeah yeah Uh, what's just happened uh, i'm feeling this uh, and i need this for me yeah so yeah you're Uh, walking and yelling at me I, i feel taken back i'm i feel in shock and i need some time for me to process this before i respond yeah. That, that would be really cool. That's not always the case, of course. No, no. Because no. if it's hit one of your buttons or one of your changes, That's right. ...then you'll, you can knee-jerk straight back into yelling and screaming yeah. straight
1: back. And that's what I wanted to talk about, actually, because one of the things many, many years ago when I used to teach customer service training mm-hmm. on how did you deal with an angry customer who would come to the counter and be angry, what would you do? And one of the things we used to talk about in those courses quite regularly was imagine that that person is actually you know, they're they're a raging fire, is what they are. And the way to keep a fire raging is to keep throwing fuel Mm. and logs onto that fire. But the minute you stop throwing fuel or logs onto that fire, Mm. it's got nowhere left to burn. Mm. And eventually it has to burn out. And so I think what's really important too in that whole notion of self-care when you're dealing with an angry person is to be very aware that if you're being authentic, then truly be authentic and genuine, and not
2: defensive. Yeah, or not not reattack or offensive. yeah, not reattack. That's what I mean. So
1: yeah. if you were to go in with, oh, hang on a second, yeah. oh, I'm feeling a little bit off guard here yeah. with that tone of voice and that yeah. attitude, yeah, you're, you're shut, probably yeah. going to feed the fire.
2: Shut right? your mouth. <laughs>
1: that's right. Hey, yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> well, that, that's true, but um, I'm also a, a great believer in trusting everyone's. Reactions. So if uh, uh, so if if I'm faced with that, and my knee-jerk reaction is to attack back, and then you have this big row that 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 people will say is blown out of proportions, then I trust that that was. Exactly right for both of those two parties. Yeah, I
1: agree. But right. if you want to try something different.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're, and we're quite happy people yell and scream at each other till the cows come home. Yeah, that's right. The only time that, that, that any of the stuff that we're carrying on about here is for people who don't want that anymore. That's right. Right. And, and it's and throw in one more element, and that's about forgiveness. Yeah. And it's not forgiving them, it's about forgiving yourself.
1: Yeah, for, for however well or poorly or whatever you think yeah, in so, terms of the way you've managed so the situation. Feeling,
2: you felt guilty about how you. you You've dealt with it, or some shame around that. Yeah. Then the key then is to forgive yourself because you did the best with what you knew at yeah. the time, and now you're you're making you're taking steps to say, I want to do this another way, a different way. Yeah. All right. And if John and Leanne have in, have any wisdom whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe, then you can say, oh, well, they said, oh, a bit of self care. i forgive yeah. myself for that process. Take we'll, a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I'll forgive myself for what happened there. I'm, I'm going to choose a different way. I'm going to look after me in this process. I'm going to speak for my statements. Um, and I'm going to have a bit of empathy for what's happening for them and realize that it's not my issue, it's theirs. And then um, and then I can speak for my statements and, and uh, not throw for, for any more fuel on this fire. That's right. Yeah.
1: And speak from an authentic and genuine position. And, you know, if you want to, um, if you do want to try something different, you can always just call it, right? Mm. So uh, I know you and I, we fight, Mm. um, not all the time, but we do have some doozies. Only when you do the wrong thing. (laughs) Or when you let me down. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But you and I have some doozies. But one thing um, we try and do, and we don't always do it well, but one thing we try and do is go, okay... You know, let's, let's talk about what's gone on here. Yes. In yeah. some way. And perhaps if you're wanting to try something different, say you, you've had an argument with your partner and the normal mode of operation is I argue, they argue, we yell, he yells, mm-hmm. they yell, you know, we scream the house down and then we don't talk to each other for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wanting to try something different, you could go in with, you know, take a deep breath, and um, then say to to your partner, you know what, I know we're in a really angry mood, but let's go from a different point this time.
0: You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info.
1: And so then if you say to your partner, um, look, I know that usually we could could be in this argument for days, but I'd want to try something different. If you can take time out, then perhaps um, that in itself breaks the cycle of anger.
2: Sure. And the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. So if, but once again, you'll need agreement from the other part in this process. So, you can go, okay, I recognise that we're in a cycle, I recognise that we keep doing the same thing and it doesn't get us anywhere, so we've only, we've only got one choice. If, if we don't like this, then we need to do something different, yeah. anything different. Yeah. Okay? And then try it and practice it to see if it works. That's right. But you need cooperation.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I also think you, you need some level of investment that you want to do something different. Mm. Um, And something that we say to each other um, every now and again too is that whole Wayne Dyer approach around, do you want to be right or do you want to be kind? Mm. And sometimes it's just better to choose kind. That's true. You know, really, what's the most important value in a relationship? Is it the one-upmanship or is it um, the love and and the kindness that gets shared between two people? And sometimes that's just more important.
2: Yeah. To be, yeah, to be kind rather than right but yeah. you, you, once again if you have two cooperative people that are saying okay we both recognise that this isn't working so let's do something different, um, that, that's great then you can work together to do something different you've only got one party who wants to do that then you have an opportunity yourself to be kind rather than right yeah, um, yeah, that's actually, right um, uh, and then see if that is workable yeah. going forward as well yeah, so, that's exactly right Mm -hmm.
1: So how about we come back to, um, we've talked about the relationships and dynamics in in a relationship, but how about if we come back to, you know, you're an accountant, you're in your office and you've just told a um, client that they're they're about to lose their business because, you know, they're tight with cash flow or whatever. And that um, client is now yelling and screaming, saying, what do you mean I'm going to lose my business? What have you done? You've caused this. If I wasn't with you, I wouldn't be in this problem. If you'd done your job in the first place, if you'd told me what was going on, it's your fault. It's your fault. So, mm. what what advice would you give to that accountant at that point in time? We understand the self care, like take a moment, but
2: mm.
1: actually, what could you do to try and diffuse a situation like that?
2: Um, well, uh, we say that this is not in, every relationship is a relationship. Yeah. So the relationship that an accountant has with a client is a relationship, it's just a, a different sort of relationship, but it comes back to again, uh, if you're faced with a client who is blaming you, and all of their anger is directed at you, um, then once again, uh, would be to recognise uh, that something's happening for them, so there's your empathy, uh, rec- recognise to care for yourself again, Yeah. Um, and authenticity, um, um, and that is that I, I'm feeling taken back here, and I'm going to take a moment... Um, and with your empathy to recognise that this is a, an explosion of emotion from this person and um, expressing emotions is a healthy thing. Um, you can put boundaries in, but, but if you're a self-aware person with empathy, then you can say, I think I'll just allow this person to vent. I'll yeah. allow them to say what they need to say to get it out of their system.
1: Yeah, and so... Uh, what language would you use with a person in that type of situation to demonstrate your level of empathy? So would you say something like, I can see that this is a very stressful time for you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, I state it again, and that is that um, if, 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 you, if, if you've if you got that sense of self that you see that this is something that is happening for them, um, then you can just be use empathy and say, yeah, exactly, I can tell from what you're saying that this is really... This is at your heart, uh, that you're, you're very angry about this, um, that uh, this is overwhelming for you. And, um, and this this time is, uh, and, and you, you, you've got a lot of strong emotions here. Yeah. Um, and, and,
1: and And I guess what's quite impactful in that situation is being able to clearly identify and articulate what you think those emotions are mm-hmm. and talk about what's really happening in the room at that point in time as opposed to. You might say, "Oh, I can imagine that'd it be tough." Yeah. To say something like that can often fuel the fire, right? Because yeah. then that person can come back and go, "What do you mean? You have no idea what's going on
2: for yeah. me." If you don't, if you don't reflect the intensity of emotion uh, reasonably close, then you could be, it could be perceived then as you're not really getting it. Yeah, you're not. And, and you're actually uh, so. If someone's yelling and screaming, they say, "Well, you sound a little miffed." <laughs> <laughs> you sound sound a little miffed with what's been going on. I go, oh, I'm more than miffed, I'm. Oh, yeah. Right. So, uh, which is still fine because they can still express their emotions But if they're closer, you get, you can say, you, I can tell you're furious. Yeah. I can tell you're absolutely furious about this, and 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 this is huge, and, and I, I can hear how angry you are. Yeah. So you, you can validate their feelings. Yeah.
1: Would you apologise? Um, you know, like I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm I'm sorry we've it's come to this. I'm. Um, sorry, you're so upset, you know,
2: would you do that? That's a good question. Uh, apologies are usually for something that you see uh, that, you, that you've been amiss at. So, so um, if, you fe- if you're feeling responsible in some way, you can say that and be honest and say, I, I, I apologise, I feel like I may have let you down here. Um, but if you're not feeling responsible then it would be uh, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, so I'm sorry that you're 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 feeling this angry. I'm sorry that that, that you're having to deal with something so tremendous yeah. in your life now. Yeah. So that's that's about I'm sorry that you feel this way. Yeah. Not I'm sorry that I'm responsible for you feeling this
1: yeah. Way. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's an important distinction to make mm. because you can that's part of empathy, right? You you can feel upset that somebody you know and have a relationship with is upset. But keep that boundary, as you said, that says I'm not responsible for your feelings, but it is hard to witness you yeah. experiencing those feelings. That's true. And if you're in a,
2: a, a relationship, a, a client, um, if you're, they're your client, this is your, your relationship, is that you're, you're an advisor or you're a person and they are your client, um, there's, th- there's still room for personal boundaries around self care. Yeah, right. Um, so there is a limit, there, there will be limits to the, the amount of abuse. that you're willing to be witness to. That's right. Um, And everyone has their own sort of limits, but often companies and businesses have policies around what those boundaries are.
1: That's right. So, again, you you would probably um, call that in that kind of uh, situation that says, um, I have to, you know, share with you now, Sally, that um, I'm not comfortable... Um, with the language that's being used here and um, we're unable to remain focused on the problem uh, Mm. in our current state and therefore I'm going to have to ask you to leave Mm. the room Mm. um, and and we will revisit this tomorrow at 12 o'clock or this afternoon at 3 o'clock but at the moment um, we're unable to continue
2: in this present state. And that takes a a fair bit of... um, uh, and practice yes <laughs> uh, to do something like that so you you can uh, and, you, and you're maintaining their self-esteem in those statements yeah that's right um so to to have that sort of language available to you um, if it doesn't come naturally it's something worth practicing uh, in role play. yeah um, so if you if you are in a business where you are likely or it's possible that you're going to be affronted with this then it's worth you uh, spending some time practicing how you would handle that yeah uh, and with the, and the key things would be to uh, Maintain your own safety. Yes. Um, also, maintain your company's policies around what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah, that's right. But also maintaining the self esteem of the person that you're sitting with. Yeah, that's right. And, and those sort of words are used to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's
1: exactly right. And I, I think another key thing that comes up um, when trying to diffuse uh, an angry person is to be sure you know the difference between empathy and sympathy mm. because. Quite often, um, sympathy adds fuel to the fire, and empathy extinguishes the
2: fire. Yeah, there's a place for both. Yeah. If you want to, you want to give your um, definition of the two.
1: Well, you know, I think empathy is is about appreciating what a, it, what it would be like to be in the shoes of that person, and being able to express that you um, you're walking with them. Yeah. And sympathy is really a I feel sorry for you, and I guess underlying it is I'm glad I'm not you, but I feel sorry, and I feel I do feel sorry for you, but gee, I'm you know I'm not you, and I've not been where you are, yeah. and um, I don't think I don't think sympathy is is a very helpful tool in, in mm-hmm. this situation. It's got
2: judgment attached
0: to it. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah, it? it does.
1: And or pity. Yeah. You know, and I don't know that pity is necessarily helpful either. Mm. Um, perhaps it's a coping strategy pity yeah. afterwards. You know, I've got to feel sorry for that person. They're such an asshole. Yeah, You know, you've got to feel sorry for them. And, that, and perhaps that's a way to cope afterwards where yeah. you have some sort of pity because that person has behaved so badly. Yeah. But I don't know that um, pity is helpful when you're encountering an, an angry person at that point in time.
2: Yeah, well, one, one thing I've noticed for... Uh, when people um, go through a process of, of adjusting to a, a change in their life, or either a loss or, or a, an incident, um, it's almost like uh, sympathy is part of the process, it's part of the coping mechanism. So um, if, you, uh, if you lose someone or, or you've lost something, a home or a job or something like that, and you go, okay, I'm going to be angry to start with, I'm going to, I'm going to blame the world, I'm going to blame the government, the boss, the or something like that. I'm going to be very angry about all that. And then um, as they move through those emotions, um, heading towards a place that they can live with, uh, sympathy sort of jumps in the middle there. I notice all oh, that's really strange, and that is, okay, I feel really sorry for that person that they are, um, they're dickheads, right? And, and, I, and I feel sorry for that guy because he's going to always be making everyone's life a misery and karma will get him, or god will get him. Right? yeah that's right yeah, and, then, and then eventually uh, if, if given enough time enough uh, places to express those sort of emotions eventually some empathy comes in and says oh i can actually now see a little bit from their perspective and what um, what it was they were trying to achieve and what pressure they put themselves under so now i have a more of an understanding of what was happening for those people or the government or the economy or even god yeah, or, right. or even god in that process so yeah sympathy sort of like is part of the adjustment yeah again
1: yeah, that's a good point that, mm-hmm. that that is a good point point. Mm-hmm. and do you think that um uh, that it's okay to stay oh, i know we're kind of flipping back and forth aren't we about how to deal with an angry person or what what about if you are the angry person mm-hmm. so let's go to if you are the angry person yep. um do you think it's um typical to hold on to anger for a long period of time?
2: I think it's um, uh, it's about your values and your beliefs and, and when they are installed. Um, so if you come from a, a family of origin where, um, where not expressing your emotions was part of the deal then you see that as normal as not expressing emotions and, and avoiding conflict and keeping your feelings in and not yelling and screaming or crying or having any extreme extreme you were told by mum or dad to stop crying, or you were told by mum and dad to not get angry, yeah. to not yell. So if you, you, you get all those messages when you're young, then you're more likely, as you get older, to hold them all in. And uh, Does and that
1: mean that you might hold a grudge for a long period of time?
2: Yeah, resentment, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and you'll have a trigger um, that will get harder and harder to hold, uh, and, and often it's an explosion, or can affect your
1: health. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I know I'm making an assumption here, and we all know, you know, if you, you assume, might, yeah, yeah. yep, yep, yep. i know, Matt, but I, I would, I would argue that we probably all have some degree of that mm. hidden in all of us at some some length, where we've we've been angry at someone or we've been hurt by someone, and we've let it go. But there's this little thing that says. Oh, I don't want to mix with that person anymore. Or yeah, they're okay, but I'll just disregard them now. I, I don't wish them any ill ill wish, but I just don't want to have anything to do with them. And and um, I wonder to what degree all of us have some sense of that, and and how aligned that is with the notion of loving people unconditionally, even if they're you know not necessarily nice people in our eyes.
2: Yeah. Well, that that's about. Um, excluding toxic people or experiences or workplaces from your life. You make a decision, and once again, there's no wrong or right. Everyone has their own journey. So if you um, have a, a person or a workspace or something that you recognize is, is continually eroding your, your soul, your self-esteem, your life, then you make a self-caring and self-loving decision to not have that in my life anymore. So you go okay. I'm going to exclude that, um, and that can work, and it can work really well. Mm-hmm. You just decide I'm never going to uh, have anything to do with my uncles or my brother or that workplace or the, you know, the mechanical industry again, right? And but,
1: say, Ed, but and I'm just getting yeah, philosophical yeah. here. But yeah, yeah. you know, is it healthy to hold that in? Is it healthy to hold in that decision of exclusion? And some would argue, yes, mm. it is. You know, it's that thing we talked about last week of, you know, not everyone has a right to hear your story. Mm. So, is it healthy to be consciously excluding somebody from your life because they've hurt you in the past, yeah. or is it a sign that I'm, I'm still on my own growth? If I was fully, if I was say under Maslow's term, yeah. self-actualized. Yeah then would I have anyone on my exclusion list really because my love for self and my self-satisfaction mm. was so complete yeah. that there is nobody that I would ever bear a grudge against.
2: Well, I, I call that people um, making decisions at their livable levels and trusting their their um, pace in that process. So you... you uh, if, 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 if I trust everyone is doing the best they can in any given moment and there's lots of dogs barking in the background yeah, you know, no, right. I'm just so, going yeah, okay so, carry right, on so I trust those dogs are doing the best they can in <laughs> this moment and they think that there's someone walking out the front that's gonna come in and kill us all. Okay. That's right. When clearly it's just no one talking. That's right. Right. Okay, okay. So um so if you if if we agree that everyone is doing their best in any given moment. Yeah. And we also right. agree um, that, that we've noticed that people may continually attract um, uh, the issues that they get an opportunity to deal with. So even though you decide I'm going to exclude the, the architectural industry out of my life because it's been an absolute misery to me, whatever whatever was happening there, often you will just attract that in the next workplace. You'll, yeah, that's right. You'll take yeah, it with you. You'll that's absolutely
1: you. true. So you might actually, yeah, you know, it, it might be choosing a partner. Mm. You might have. Divorced a partner for whatever reason, and then end up going out with someone who's very typical.
2: Yeah. Why do I keep Why do I keep being attracted to uh, cranky men? You know, yeah. why, why do I always uh, end up with a similar sort of partner? And but I
1: wonder if you're completely self if you if you're completely self actualized if that's even possible. And mm. I know I'm sidetracking here. We're talking about anger. I'm going to make you angry in a minute by doing this. But mm. I wonder if we're completely self if you are completely self actualized. Um, is it ever possible to attract someone who you don't just completely love anyway?
2: Well, I, every, for me, every relationship that you enter into, and remember the relationship for me is just any connection with any right. other human being. So every relationship for me, I think is an opportunity for personal growth. And you will and, and you will attract all of those relationships for those opportunities. Uh, but you will only take the gifts from those opportunities if the timing and the pace is right. So, And, and trust that. Completely right. So, so if you need to fall into seven relationships with cranky guys, then seven relationships it is. Yeah. Right. And and with each one, you'll get a little wiser. Yeah. Right? And at some point, you may go, okay, I, I love myself enough now to know that I that I that I am better than this, and I deserve better than this.
1: So we've sort of talked about yeah, that, they're good points about um, self-actualizing, or you know, no such thing as a bad experience, but. I guess it's worth looking at too, Johnny, about the, um, the anger that we might carry within ourselves, our self-anger.
2: Yeah, well, uh, when we, as we said right at the beginning, and we'll be going soon, so you can all get back to your life. Um, uh, there's the um, uh, self-awareness, self-care and empathy for others um, are, are some key components there to um, handling other people's anger. Um, and then the similar stuff for your own anger. So if you, uh, we all have our buttons and our triggers, mm. uh, so having some self-awareness around that and some self-care around that and some empathy for yourself, which includes forgiveness, is the key for your own anger. Um, so the self-awareness part of that, uh, if you like, and, and then you, sorry, you can put in strategies uh, to, right. to help um, control your anger uh, and control those extremes emotions. And you can, help, you can do that in a couple of different ways. And one is you can have um, awareness around where the anger comes from where the hurt comes from.
1: And do you have to be... That's about having a level of honesty with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, I'm angry because she's done the wrong thing by me. It's actually, I'm angry because I'm feeling this, deficient yeah. again or something. Uh, that's just the surface stuff, really.
2: Yeah, that's the, they've just pushed your button that you own. Right, so you've got so to know what the button is that's it. honestly. That's it. So if you... Uh, so if you um, become aware of more and more aware of your own buttons and the origins of those buttons, then they have less power the more you practice it. So the more you're exposed to someone walking into your room and saying you're an idiot, or a person that you care about saying you're an idiot, or just when you're paying for your petrol, the person at the petrol station gives you some sort of a message that they think you're an idiot, um, if you have a button uh, that you hold, that is a, a belief that you already hold that says that I'm not rule, I'm not smart, or I'm, I am an idiot if you actually have a part of you that believes it um, and then having uh, an idea of the origin of that and where that came from and where that started and, and, and nine times out of ten it's, it's in your formative years when you're young yeah. um, the people that, that are supposed to care about you unconditionally those older adults um, mums and dads and significant others they're the ones that give you messages when you're young. Um, That start. They put in those those seeds that they think that you're not real bright, Mm. Uh, and you'll remember them as uh, as criticisms and uh, constant, uh, uh, never accepting you. Yeah, that sort of thing.
1: And I guess you know if you if you struggle to identify what those seeds are or know what they are. Um, then, you know, you could do the sort of thing that we've often gone off and done, which is go and talk to a counsellor yeah. and and get brave about exploring what that is because maybe you don't
2: like the angry side of you. That's it. And I remember Brene Brown, when she was talking about uh, going to her first uh, therapeutic experience, uh, her counsellor said, uh, she said to the counsellor, I don't want to talk about any of the childhood crap. <laughs> That's exactly right. And the, and the counsellor just laughed at it because yeah. so because it's that's where it's put in that's where a lot of the programming is done so yeah. if you have a fundamental belief that you're not quite good enough or you're not smart or you're not pretty or you're not tall enough or short enough or, or whatever and that it is, makes
1: that leads to anger
2: well it, 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 it exposes you to be sensitive to that yeah so when anyone then you're ex- any time that it is suggested or a message comes either straight out that someone thinks you're stupid or you get a message where people don't don't uh, give you attention then it's going to hit that button and that button's going to be Explode. So yeah, so having an awareness around the origins of your issues or your triggers
1: That's the very brave first step. That's it,
2: yep, and spending some time with a counsellor talking about that is a great idea and then secondly you can have some strategies regardless and that is to as we were saying earlier, have a talking I statements start to own it so when someone does something and it affects you you respond with I feel this when that happens Yeah. rather than you made me feel you own your own feeling so if someone calls, them, calls you an idiot, you can say, "When someone speaks to me like that, I feel I feel uh, not cared for or undervalued. Yeah, that sort of thing. And that and that way you own the feelings, and the more you own them, the less power these other people seem to have as you go forward. Yeah, yeah. And the second part of that is, is a bit of mindfulness and yeah. some strategies, and that is to do things like the, we all know from you know anger management programs over the years about taking uh, some deep breaths. Um, some uh, some mindfulness talk about I am good enough, I'm smart enough, I'm good-looking yeah. enough, I'm, you know, that sort of stuff. And I
1: think related to that notion of mindfulness in this topic of anger is being aware that a button is being pushed. Yeah. And I, I practice mindfulness um, in short bursts when it's needed, not only in anger, maybe, you know, if I'm feeling anxious about something. But um, I'll find myself, if I'm getting angry... Nowadays, and it's taken me, what, 50 years to get here. Nowadays, saying to myself, oh, that's getting you, isn't it? Like noticing it yeah. and talking to myself in a soothing way that yeah. says, oh, you're feeling angry about this. Oh, somebody's going to push, be pushing your buttons. That's, it. that's the conversation I'm having in my head.
2: Yeah. So. And it's mindful self-compassion. Yeah, that's right. And that is, uh, I, oh, that's my button. That's my trigger that was put in when dad used to yell and scream at me uh, that didn't matter what i did was never good enough yeah right so that doesn't have a whole lot to do with what's happening with this person that's life. exactly right that's my stuff and the more you revisit that with each one of those opportunities the less power they'll have over you so you yeah you believe
1: and you don't always get to catch it every time do
2: you no it would reaction that's so, right so if you go straight into <laughs> playing the game of tennis and wanting to hurt back then the next step, of course, is to recognise that those um, uh, uh, oh, what's it called when you um, when you go back, you know, when you go back, uh, you, 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 you know, when a drinker goes back on the drink again. Oh, uh, on the wagon or off the wagon. Off the wagon. So if you go off the wagon in your management of your extreme emotions, then you recognise that, that that isn't a failure. It's actually integral to your success. And each one of those setbacks, mm, each one of those setbacks, is a new opportunity. And you go, oh, I, I got angry again. I, I thought I was doing so well. And you go, well, hang on, no, that, that's what John and Leanne said, no, that's actually integral to this process. I need these opportunities to practice the gift. Right. So I go, okay, so I did get cranky. I'm going to forgive myself. Yes. I'm going to care for myself. And I'm going to practice the next time that happens. I'll, um, I will recognize I'm a work in progress. Yes. And that it's all right to have these situations where I, where I bugger up. Right. I've off the wagon. Yeah. And each time is an opportunity, and each time you practice it, just like anything, you get better at it and better at it. That's right. Yeah.
1: Great. Now, look, I'm really aware of the time, and as much as I love listening to your dulcet yeah, tones... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep, yep.
1: I guess at some stage you're going to have to stop talking, Johnny.
2: Okay, summary time.
1: Yeah, summary time.
0: So what, what was the subject? Anger? Yelling. Anger?
1: Yeah, don't make me angry about that, John. Okay, all right, okay. get on with it. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> Two things. The first thing is, um, summary, if you encounter an angry person, self-care is important. Authenticity is important. I statements. Eye statements. Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah. If you're feeling threatened, if you're feeling off guard, if you're wanting to break the cycle, so not play the tennis game, you might take a breath, speak authentically and say... I wasn't expecting this reaction from you. I feel... I, I, feel, I feel upset...
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that, ...that this has happened. Mm-hmm. I need to just take a moment. Yeah. Let's talk about it in five minutes. That's
2: a, that's a great strategy. And, and, uh, and then further to that, a bit of empathy... Of whatever yeah. that something's happening for them. Yeah. And, and,
1: and when you call, when you when you practice empathy, call it for the actual emotion that you think is going on in front of you. So I can see you're very upset about this. That's
2: it. And I'm I'm a, I'm a little overwhelmed by it, and I don't quite know what to do. So I'm going to take some time for me to process this, and I think we should talk about this later. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Look after you but validate what's happening for them and and maintaining their self-esteem. Yes, and
1: your calmness won't fuel the angry fire. No. So stay calm so you don't fuel the angry fire. That's it. Okay, so that's great when you're dealing with an angry person.
2: When you are the angry person... Yep. Self-care. 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 Some empathy for yourself. Yes. Have a bit of awareness around where that anger comes from, that hurt, where that hurt comes from. Forgive yourself. When uh, when you come off the wagon, yes, uh, that's and right. Recognise that you're a work in progress, and recognise that it needs practice. And you can use strategies, quick strategies for, like deep breaths and um, mindful, mindful self-compassion. And that is, I am good enough. I'm doing my best. My best is good enough. And I, this is, and I'm a work in progress. And I'm and I'm getting better at this. Yes. Right, so. And don't be afraid to seek
1: help. Go see a counsellor. Talk about it if you want to go explore might yeah. not be as daunting as, as you
2: might think. That's so. it. And the key to all of this is you don't need to do anything unless you want to. Mm. So it's only if people coming in and yelling at you bothers you. It only if you, when you yell at someone, it bothers you. If those two things bother you, then clearly the key is, I mean, if I keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, I'm going crazy, so I'm going to do something different. different. Okay, and we've given half a dozen strategies in both areas for that.
1: Yeah, Excellent. Well, I think we've pretty much run this course, Johnny.
2: We have, yeah. So is everyone queuing? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there you go.
1: It's, okay, it's, next it's, time, it's, let's talk about something happy next time. Okay. Let's talk about some happy emotions next time. All right.
2: Well, what, 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 joyfulness? Yeah,
1: joyfulness. Yeah, Yeah, bliss. yeah, yeah. yeah you know, deal with those bloody happy people. Excitement. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Yep, thank you. Have yep. a great day.
2: We'll talk to you all soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.